0: talking before we were recording here about does anyone use the documents folder because i was checking some recording stuff and audio hijack saw fit to put the recordings in the music folder which i've got a whole other sub thread thought on that uh well maybe not but but then there's the documents thing and i and i have just always been perplexed at the existence of the documents thing now for those who don't know uh computers if you're on a Windows machine or a Mac machine nowadays, you get these default directories set up in your home directory. And uh, documents is always one of them. I think in Windows, I like the way they distinguish this, but they call it my documents. I forget. They, removed,
1: they did remove that. It used to be my ah. documents. It is now uh, all the my computer, my documents, that has been removed.
0: Okay, shows you because when I use that. Because they're shared, or <laughs> I don't know. Just, yeah.
1: be, just because I think they were like, this doesn't make any sense. We'll call it documents, yes. pictures, movies. You know, well, now it's just I, it looks I, very similar to the Mac.
2: I don't. Yeah. I don't think their account isolation is very good on Windows. Like I, I gave my kids a gaming PC, and my son has decided that he's going to use it for homework, and he installed Teams on it, and the other the other son got really mad because when he started up Teams, turned on. And he, he just lost it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's like, I'm here to play Factorio, not Teams.
0: Wait, so they, they use Teams at his school? Oh, yeah. Huh. Yes. Yeah. You know, as, as, as I say, I always think that maybe my problem with Teams is I just haven't taken the training. And, and if I knew how Teams worked, it would be, it would be fine. Well, it would all okay, make you sense. You to log
2: into Workday and yeah. do the training.
0: Oh, man, I tried to file for for some expense thing in Workday recently, and it was just like it was just it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, let let me climb back up like three levels here. But like there is there is something I always feel like I shouldn't say stuff like this on tape because what if I end up working there? But there is something missing in the people who design Workday software kind of in their their cognitive abilities. Now, now, what do I mean by that? there is it's an otherwise aok system right for what it is like and i think it's probably also one of those systems where a lot of the problems that you have with a lot of uh not not erp but internal erp thing like hr systems is that it's the fault of some hr people who didn't go in and do the right knobs here and there right like i mean what do you want to do when you log into your your workday system you're probably in there to Uh, Select your benefits during annual benefit sign up. You need to go in there to like get, you know, like in the case of Matt Ray, probably like 72 (laughs) months of pay stubs to apply for a permanent (laughs) residency. Or Stay something. <laughs>
2: Clearly <laughs> you are following my live stream. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh. And uh and then occasionally like there's some weird thing that you need to do. Like I like we have uh you know, it, it, it turns out what VMware is very...
1: not that like the number one thing you oh you yeah, yeah, like yeah, type okay, in your okay, goals? Okay. I mean that's where I'm That's in.
0: true. I've 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 been out of that loop of performance stuff. So I did have to use that performance thing. A and a minute, it was just sort that, of like wait a minute,
1: maybe we should go back. How do I exit the performance management system? <laughs> like, like was, there, was there a checkbox in service? Because if there was a checkbox in service, uh, no, sorry, not in Workday that allowed me to exit the performance review system, uh, yeah, that would be yeah. a miracle feature.
0: I think, I mean, I think the issue is like the job that I have where like I try to put these goals in and I'm like, I, I don't know, influence people. Is that <laughs> measurable? No. But so, no, okay. I put in some things. You know, I put it in some, 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 uh, some goals or whatever. And then like the, uh, the, uh, as, as, as my, uh, the manager of my group likes to say, cause she's from the East coast when the COVID came, like it just, uh, you know, it fucked them all up. So, and I think I was supposed to go back in and change them. I don't know. Like, I'm probably going to regret this at some point, but so yeah. there is that there is that I remember doing that a while now, let me wrap up this thing and then go back up to the documents directory, uh, so to speak. <laughs> And, uh, uh, there's another weird thing I had to do where I had to go in and like, we get, you know, VMware is nice about a lot of stuff. We get like $400 to spend on wellness because we're all going insane at the moment or something. yeah But you have to file, instead of filing that in Concur, you have to file that in Workday. And, you know, I just went in Workday and got caught in this loop of weirdness. But yeah. So when you log into the Workday, I feel like you're always like one click away from like A spreadsheet like there's always this weird there's an actions thing up here it's just a bizarre ui it's really weird and um i don't know it's a strange strange ui and uh that's all i have to say about that (laughs) (laughs) but and (laughs) scene back up to the documents thing so yeah like like programs are always wanting to put stuff in the documents directory like they just jam them in there all the time. And I think I don't know. i've i've been I've always been resistant. I've always for many years, I think Matt Ray is the one responsible for introducing me to Dropbox. Yes. In fact, I feel like I probably had some conversation where I was like, I don't understand why I would use that. And then Matt Ray walked me through it. And then I sat there and thought for a while, and I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. So basically, To put it in a funny way, Dropbox has been my documents folder for probably over 10 years. I don't know if it's been around that long, but forever. And so I just don't even, I don't even think of the only things that I store locally nowadays uh, are like when I do video editing, just because like I need an SSD drive and I don't have an external SSD drive. Uh, And so I do that, but I've been rethinking this idea of documents because as you know, I'm trying to live the iPad lifestyle. Now, I don't have my iPad yet. I've been watching <laughs> it. It's You're it's warming uh, up. There there's five stages if if you watch an Apple product. There's and, and right now I think what it is doing is it's preparing to ship. I think maybe it's been manufactured, which it hung out for a while. Now it's preparing to ship and then soon I think it will actually ship. But I think so. So as I'm developing this idea of the iPad lifestyle, I think a lot of it involves go with the defaults, whether it works for you or not. And if the defaults don't work for you, you need to change your life because it's too complicated. Wow. So, so you see?
2: So, oh, man. that That is see so, so that's that's that is like diametrically opposed to to i know i I know and
0: and this is this is now hear me out let me give you a quick example right Uh, so so as as everyone knows like uh i and everyone who probably listens to this like about you know two to 15 times a year you try to try to totally reassess your note-taking system right like you just like I, how, where do I keep notes? How do I keep track of this? Like, I got to do that. You take all these notes. And I'm always trying to figure out ways to do notes. And I've had an Evernote since tw- 2008 and like, you know, Markdown and flat files and this, that, and the other. And part of my my iPad lifestyle experimentation is like, there's there's a an actual application called Notes. You should just mm-hmm. use that. And, and I've been using now. it. <laughs> <laughs> now, slow down, Matt Ray. Or, or I don't quote, think, I don't, come on. I don't. I don't think you're getting the feel of the iPad lifestyle, right? Okay. But, you know, it supports a lot of things, but it does not support Markdown. I don't think that uh, that doesn't exist there. That, that, and that's
2: that's less of a stretch than org mode.
0: Or what's wait? <laughs> what's mode? org mode? Day. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So so as another example, I here's the one that I don't think would work as I was looking into the reminders thing. Right. Because I was like, I always got a lot of things that I need to do. I'm always writing down to do stuff. I got like OmniFocus and Bear. You can put a, a to do list thing over here. You can do maybe I should just use reminders. And there's nice stuff in reminders, but it's not complicated enough. Like it doesn't uh, it it doesn't fit what I need to do. But so so I think like you know uh, instead of worrying about where I put all this stuff, I just need to have like iCloud and use the documents folder, and it'll be fine. And I have, I have, uh, the, the basis of this thinking is like, you know, I have, I have lived my, my life, my I life as they used to call it. Uh, I think I ruined the joke cause it's, I want to move to an <laughs> I life, but like, you know, I've, I've, I've lived my life customizing things and using Markdown and storing things out of the documents folder. And like, I'm just fucking tired. Right. Mm. Like I just, I got a lot of stuff going on, like, you know. I'm, I'm ready so, to just like coast into that cruise control, like mode of my life where I'm just like, I had the thought earlier today, it might even be an ideal state if I'm just like, I don't know, I use Apple email. I don't yeah. know what a Gmail is, but wow. I just log in so, and so I check my emails but, and I'm out. Wow. So, so the iPad lifestyle
2: is when you've fully given up. You're, you're like, I can't fight I with computers so. anymore. But see, the problem with the iPad Now, now it, Matt,
0: Matt, Matt Ray, is it that I've given up or that I have, I have stopped suffering? This is a distinct... Like, I'm oh. I'm bringing my own... I'm causing my own problems. So I'm not giving up. I'm accepted. I will say, listen,
1: I think of the apps you I use the notes. Really like it. I think it's fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I also use reminders quite frequently. Also, think that's fantastic. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. do, I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, to your point about, like, I really would not consider myself a power user of either one. So maybe that it lets me like really live within the default lifestyle and feel good about it. So, uh, I don't know what specific requirements you have, like, like all software, we'd have to del- delve into your specific use cases, but that has been fantastic, right? It's just, and also if you're on a Mac iPad and iPhone, the fact that it just all works perfectly, uh, yes. that is worth its weight I... in, in, in gold
2: in my yeah. opinion. I, I I hear that and and you know
0: if, see? if I end see? up fill the pool the pool i, I, like I feel
2: it I feel it, it but then you know the problem is like i I bump into the bars and or the walls of this garden, and I'm like, what's going on on the other side and then you know yeah. i I see you know the thirteen dollar computers coming from Alibaba, and I'm like, what could I do with that
0: <laughs> now now i i I feel what you're saying matt ray right? I, I have i have two comments and then perhaps uh as a good segue we can move on to chips one of my favorite topics <laughs> and one i think brandon i am going to change ipad lifestyle i think you coined the phrase which is the defaults lifestyle right yes. like you just you're just going with what's in there so that's i think that's good now two Inspired by you, Brandon. I, we, uh, we, by we, I mean I, and I told my family this is happening. Uh, I, <laughs> we, we signed up for the one-month Apple One trial, right, which includes Apple Music and iCloud and, and the arcade thing. And uh, so I've been using Apple Music. <clears throat> and my finding so far is it's totally fine. Like oh, there's yeah. no yeah, but... well, hey, <laughs> well, one... well,
1: quick, real quick. One piece of feedback from last week. Thank you to Joshua Hoover, who who wrote in to tell us that, yes, Apple music is available on Android. And he tells us the reason that it is, is that a long time ago, Apple music was beats music. So that's like a little uh, history there. So his uh, review works fine. So Matt Ray, you let us down. You're the Android person on this podcast. Mm. And I, uh, I blame you for not knowing that.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah. Well, and well, in just, fact, just to
2: be antagonistic, I started using Amazon Music this week. <laughs> free with Brian. And exactly. It's fine, you know? Uh, I I I was I decided that I, w- I was going to just listen to uh, Outkast for a while and uh, I didn't have all the albums and I logged in there, they had them. And that's where I've been
0: listening to it. So. Oh yeah, yeah. And in fact, in Apple Music, they've got like the they've got that radio station Apple One or whatever. Man, <laughs> it's it's uh you know this is one of those things where you're forcing yourself to use something, but it was kind of uh, it's kind of fun. It's like oh, the radio. But but I remember they, that they have
2: people talking.
0: Yeah, they have DJs I don't and and like. I... Yeah, and I I don't know I don't know what they would have in your neck of the woods, Matt Ray, but because I am where I am in the morning, it's like from like uh, London, so it's like London people. And now okay. that said, there 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 are some of the DJs. I I think I have found the uh, uh, the family tree of Minecraft yellers because wow. there's a certain wow. types of DJs, and they just get like way too fucking excited about things. They are just like, oh, they're just so bubbly and and like over the top about like like music and uh
2: yes it's especially
0: especially where they're just like it's monday monday it's positive let's be positive on monday and like you know it's just uh but well it's it's uh it's kind of nice to like listen to uh, those curated things now i know we don't need to be like a spotify versus uh, spotify has all this stuff too but anyhow the default's lifestyle. I'm gonna, uh, hopefully, I'm gonna get my iPad sometime next week. Week, according to the uh, the little thing, and I'll see how it goes.
2: Today's show is sponsored by StrongDM. Working from home, managing a gazillion SSH keys, database passwords, and Kubernetes certs, meet StrongDM. Manage and audit access to servers, databases, and Kubernetes clusters, no matter where your employees are. With StrongDM, easily extend your identity provider to manage infrastructure access. Automate onboarding, offboarding, and moving people within roles with the click of a button. Trusted by companies like Hearst, Peloton, and SoFi to manage access, you have more control and less hassle. StrongDM. Manage and audit remote access to infrastructure. Start your free 14-day trial today at strongdm.com sdt, all uppercase. Again, that's strongdm.com sdt. No credit card required. And of course, we thank StrongDM for sponsoring our show.
0: So, speaking of Apple, now, I am going to rely on you two to uh, do a lot of informing here. I, I did come across, uh, well, what I'm talking about, there's a bunch of Apple stuff this week. I did come across an Ars Technica review of, uh, what do they call the, uh, the new operating system? Matt Ray, you seem to know these things.
2: Big Sir, released Big Sur. today.
0: Yep. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no more little Sir. No, no. Big Sur. Also,
2: that no, sounds like no. a
0: professional wrestler. Here comes Big Sir. Uh, so I, fa- I found like some one of the sort of
2: wrestling hippie, like you know. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: oh no, like I was thinking, for I was the thinking Big it, Lebowski. It would be a pun like Sir, like it's. A oh star.
2: no, no, I, I'm going like the muscular hippie who you know, when he's not uh, stoned out of his gourd, he's you know throwing the rock around.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, yeah, and he makes people like hallucinate and things like that. That would Ooh. be great. Ooh. His 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 stranglehold causes psychedelic manipulation, or or something. We're ready to but write for wrestling. He's actually a CIA operative. Probably is, is what you find out. So anyhow, uh, I found a review of Big Star, and I was I was I was looking through it, and uh, you know, I just wanted to know the highlights. Uh, I didn't I didn't need all the details because I'm trying to live the defaults lifestyle. Just just the just the big just picture stuff. Apple News is what you need now. There was also uh, uh, you know, they got the, they shipped the Apple Silicon or silicone, but I did also notice that there's a a Mac Mini that they shipped, mm-hmm. which I got excited about for a little bit, uh, and I'm going to tell you an absurd reason why. But you know, like I I do a lot of the you know computing and video stuff, and yep. I've got this old MacBook, which a MacBook Pro, and and here is my number one problem. With with the the Macs nowadays, is they I've got two USB C things that go to my monitors and hubs, and if you move this Mac around, those those wires get loose, and all of a sudden you lose everything. And so I was thinking, if I got a MacBook Mini, maybe I wouldn't be moving it around, and that would solve my uh, USB C problem. So that. That is That's... about the depth of consideration. <laughs> so you're like, I'm going to spend seven hundred dollars
2: because I can't spend, you know, twenty bucks on a USB hub.
0: Now, now Matt Ray, I wouldn't spend seven hundred dollars. What do what do you think? What do you think I, I'm <laughs> you're cheap? You're right.
2: You would buy the cheap one. <laughs> <That's right.
0: laughs> I would go way up. All right, but I now, mean, Kote, I think you know last that, week that
2: is the
1: you uh, you mentioned, like you know, Silicon. Or silicone, whatever, however you say it, yeah. You know, why don't care? So I think this week. So the things, I, let's let's try to come at it from like, are you? Do you care about these things? I think so. With the announcement of the new M1 chip and the new MacBooks, so I would say the things that really matter to most people is essentially, I think Apple has redefined the battery life for a, a, a laptop at this point. So they're basically right. claiming uh. fifteen to eighteen hours, right, depending on what Whoa. you're doing. So that's you know roughly. Double, I think what most people would say was realistic today. So I think that matters, right? I think well, Mm -hmm. I think most people would say that's great. It's it'll be uh, I'll have enough battery that for for the most of the time when I'm awake for a whole day, I won't have to recharge. Like traveling at a conference, whatever. So I think that was good. And then the always on um, kind of iPhone mobile experience of like you know it's always on. So just as soon as you open it up, it's you're ready to go. There's no delay in like wake from sleep. Um, that kind of thing. Yep. So if you think about like, you know, moving around from the laptop or like, you know, waking it every day as you like move around during your day, it does seem like that's another nice feature that again, most regular people will uh, uh, actually take advantage of. And the final thing would be for nine ninety nine, you know, full on Apple commercial here, you can basically get a uh, Mac uh, MacBook air that as, as those of uh, this first sets of benchmarks as, as powerful as, the highest end uh, previous MacBook Pro. So, and that's, that's a basically, you know, probably difference between three grand and a thousand dollars. So those would be the three things why you should care about the Apple M1 chip. Did any of them
2: resonate with you? Today's show is sponsored by Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing enterprise infrastructure, you deserve simple, affordable, and accessible cloud computing solutions that allow you to take your project to the next level. Simplify your cloud infrastructure with Linode's Linux virtual machines and develop, deploy, and scale your modern applications faster and easier. Get started on Linode today with $100 in free credit for listeners of Software Defined Talk. You can find all the details at linode.com slash sdt, all uppercase. Linode has 11 global data centers and provides 24-7, 365 human support with no tiers or handoffs regardless of your plan size. In addition to shared and dedicated compute instances, you can use your $100 in credit on S3-compatible object storage, managed Kubernetes, and more. Host your website, build your app, store or backup media, it's up to you. And it's all free with $100 in Linode credit. Visit Linode.com slash SDT and click on the Create Free Account button to get started. And be sure to check out Linode's new YouTube channel for video tutorials, security tips, and more at YouTube.com slash Linode. And of course, we thank
0: Linode for sponsoring our show. I think I think what you are going over is that the price performance ratio has, uh, has improved. You, you know, for you getting more performance for a well, similar if not lower prices. And that's like that that as as a as a software person at, you know an apps person like that's pretty much what i want from uh from the hardware world is like well, but but it wasn't it, just is,
2: incremental is, yeah well
0: I mean, it wasn't it blew through oh it. no it, it it doesn't have to be incremental i mean i mean the the question is like whenever i am looking at hardware it's like i want to know two things is it is it cheaper or the same and is it faster yes. right and like if if the answer is yes, I'm in. Well, not right? like that, but like I think here, here we have
1: to give credit where is due. It's like the, it's a step function. It's not like well, it's ten percent faster. Like this is like you know somewhere like on the order of thirty, forty, fifty
0: percent. Oh yeah, faster. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, no. no. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, ten, ten percent, not ten percent, ninety percent, three hundred percent. Sure, whatever. But mm. it's just like it's there. There's no uh, uh, there's no use doing it if it's not going to be. You know, uh, the same price or cheaper and faster, right? Like, you got to right. have it's kind of like in, in, you know, speaking of of last episode, like, like the, uh, uh, in contrast, like if you were buying Mac hardware in the, uh, the battle days of the 2000s, you always had to be like, yeah, I'm spending a lot of money for shittier hardware, right? Right.
2: Like, <laughs> but, but I love the experience. Yeah. I love the experience. Yeah. So now you're getting yeah, the they, faster. They were selling... Yeah. Now, now you're getting both the experience and the power. And, yeah, you know, your, your default lifestyle is well supported. That's right.
1: Well, I think now, the battery life, though, I think that's sort of underestimated. Yeah. Like if you're like uh, making laptops any, at any other company, it's like that's a big challenge, right? It's like, hey, you're not going to well, be able I to think- go out and say I can get 20 hours. The other thing I wanted to talk about is, is they actually I, – I, I've highlighted it because I think it's funny because it's not so much about the MacBook Air, it tells us a lot about web browsing right now. And the new MacBook Air features extraordinary battery life with up to 15 hours of wireless web browsing and up to 18 hours of video playback, the longest battery life ever in a MacBook Air. What I think is funny there is like, somehow the web browser at this point takes more energy than actually rendering a video, right? Like, so somehow, like, somehow Chrome has gone wrong. All the JavaScript, (laughs) all the, like, whatever is loading in there is now, because it used to be, like, streaming a video or watching a video was the fastest way to drain uh, any type of computer. So somehow now it's... So congratulations, uh, uh, web developers, you've won. You've defeated uh, the video in this Uh, this arena. I,
0: I, I wonder if that's a clever way of when they're doing the testing you watch videos stored in your movies folder and you turn your wifi off. And so you're basically like, you know, turning off another power consumer. And so therefore, you know, you get uh, much better performance, but yes. The
2: new, the new benchmark is how fast can you watch a two hour movie? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about the hardware, but well, I mean, definitely if you are any other vendor, you're like, ah, crap, right? Because they doubled, they doubled your battery, and they, you know, beat your performance, and they made it Apple Silicon. Mm-hmm. This isn't just like, oh, this is ARM for everybody. This is, this is Mac OS, and they dropped the uh, the Windows support. You know, there's no boot camp for for the M1. You know, so it's you gotta you gotta live that lifestyle lifestyle, um, and there's all sorts of proprietary chips in there, right? So it's it's not just arm it's you know it's definitely apple silicon which means people are like oh i'm gonna run you know linux on this thing it's like it's gonna take a while to bust this thing open you know because it's it's the this it's like trying to run anything besides you know uh ios on your on your ipad mm.
0: definitely well, the other not question i had is like, what are the like
2: meetings what
1: what are the meetings like at intel this week like i i just can't am- i mean i know, they oh, know i can it- tell
2: you what they're like <laughs> i can tell you what they're like they're like Hey, remember that lady who used to work here, who's now running uh, Risk V? You think she's hiring? <laughs> <You> <laughs> I know, don't know. Or, I just, I mean, it I hear seems Nvidia's got some spots. I was gonna yeah. say it
1: seems like, I mean, there's dire straits, and then there's because I think you know, with chips, right? It is kind of this moment of like, yeah, like I don't, I don't even know. I, I think it would be great if someone has either a write-up or a podcast, like, how did Intel? Like what exactly went uh, uh, wrong where they just the lost door. their yeah. ability to manufacture? Because they were at one point the gold standard. Like you could do – they were the place to go to manufacture uh, microprocessors and, and make them smaller and smaller, and they were always ahead. So like like just what happened? Like And then – because I just can't imagine being there and seeing that this week. You just – I mean you must be well, like if you don't turn it around yeah. in the next year or two <laughs> – I mean, this company is in because the the part that I think that that in our world, right, is that, and I know Amazon is continuously announcing like the latest ARM flavor of uh, you know their uh, EC2 servers, right? Yeah, and uh, and it's like they're just getting faster and faster. So you know, first it's going to be you know this, or maybe we can even reverse it. Maybe it's already happening at the server level, but now it's going to happen at the consumer level, and you think it's just going to accelerate over time. So seems like a difficult spot.
2: Yeah, that diagram in the the ARS technica where they show the the different generations of chips and their speed versus performance, you know, ARM is at this like, you know, up into the right steep diagonal and and uh you know, the slope on the Intel one is kind of like it's not flat, but it's, you know, maybe it's 20% angle and so if you look, at, you know, we'll put it in the show notes, but that diagram just shows like Apple had to do this. You know, cuz Intel was stagnating, and and the other thing is like AMD's new chips also spank Intel. You know, so it's not just you know they're they're losing you know the exotic you know ARM platform to you know you know they they're like oh well you know x86 is still the the mainstay. It's like oh they're getting beat on x86 too. Mm. Yeah, you because know? I mean I what? I just I just got my new you know AMD workstation going and it's amazingly fast. You know, and so. Maybe I don't get an M1 yet, but, you know, it is, well, well, this, it is this,
0: nice. This answers the next thing y'all you, you, you are making me realize is, is so why why would Apple make its own chips? And, and you know, I think you just answered it is because they need better chips and no one else is doing it.
2: Yeah, so there you go. Exactly. Like, because mean, they, they, <laughs> they need better I, chips and they're cheaper. I mean, I, mean, I, they I assume hold
0: all the profits. I assume long, yeah, long-term, it increases their margins, right? Like, yes. I mean, short-term to like, well, they've been doing, anyways, I mean, building chips, not cheap. I mean, I guess, you know, whatever but you, else, building, but, but like, designed, own, right, 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 right. But, but like owning the chip thing, like is, uh, I assume is, um, more expensive than just buying them on the market and having that function yeah, having there or for may... all the
1: R&D and everything, right? That's the, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's expensive. But, but is,
0: is like like so so going back like what was the reason that they switched from like from uh from like power chips to like intel
1: performance kind of, yeah kind of a similar story right that 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 yeah. kind of the power chips had gotten to the point that they were stagnating and they couldn't keep up with intel and at that point intel was mm-hmm. the fastest chips the best at manufacturing and you know there was kind of no if they looked at like is there the ability to close the gap ultimately the consortium i think of i think it was what Motorola IBM and into or yeah. and apple you know they collectively couldn't decided they couldn't do it and so that that necessitated the move to intel and so in some ways this is all the revenge of the integrated you know top to bottom integrated company right because the reason they were able to do it was because they decided to build their own chips for the mobile devices which allowed them to get the experience and the expertise which is now going to show up in this new m1 chip so you know, it's it's just interesting how much like one decision has like had so many advantages going forward. Now I don't know, will there be a point where, you know, Matt Ray, you know, talking about Wrist V or something else, where does it flip it around again? Does it does the larger kind of disintegrated um, best of breed come back at some point in ten years from that, now? It, and it's like, yeah. well, the Intel, the Apple chips are stale, and this new Wrist V thing is taking over. I mean, time will tell, but well, it seems like it plays well, out over time.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what's interesting is is you have this, you know, open source angle of RISC-V is more open source than ARM. You know, ARM is open license and, you know, they – but now that they're owned by NVIDIA, there's more competition between, you know, who's making the chips and who's consuming them. And Apple, you know, to their credit, they've got a lifetime license agreement already. So, so they're locked in. You know, so there's, like, whatever NVIDIA does, you know, they'll be hard pressed to mess it up, but yeah, risk risk V is years away, right. like, you know, long, long way away. So, you know, there's plenty of time to not mess up arm and uh, how
0: much cheaper do chips need to get. Right. Yeah. So, know, so th- this is, this is, this is from the playbook of like, we wanted to make this product, but it was impossible to make. So we had to get into the design of uh, factory equipment so that we could get beveled edges or whatever right it's sort of like when when that like we want to achieve this type of performance in these things not available on the market so that means we need to do it we need to uh in-house it which is i have to say which is the opposite of what we tell every developer everywhere it's like (laughs) you should you should never write your own stuff you don't want to be not invented here person but i guess you know and 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 i mentioned that because it is uh I mean, I guess it is an example of like this, this thing is a competitive advantage and core to what you would be doing. So of course, mm-hmm. if, uh, if you need to increase but, it, but again, would, I think uh, we're always work on at, it yourself,
1: we're looking at, a maybe the most successful company of all time doing this, but we have to go back in time and be like, the company was at the point of bankruptcy by trying to continue to like be its own company, do everything itself. Right. This is all mm. right. Right. Go back like right yeah, before yeah, the launch. Yeah of the first iPod, you're at a point where that company is like literally on the verge of going out of business, but you they know, double down on Microsoft their, and yeah, yeah they, they double down on their strategy. And now you look at it and like, wow, it's, you know, maybe the most successful, one of the most successful companies ever. But, you know, there was very, you know, it's very easy to see a counterfactual as, as we like to say, code counterfactual, uh, that, um, if the company just goes out of business. And of course there's like a million platforms, uh, Amiga, Uh, what Sun I mean we could deck like go through all the companies that have like had proprietary hardware and most of them don't exist today so there's that side of it as Mm. well
0: Mm.
2: troubling (laughs) yeah some some rich persons got less rich
0: yes (laughs) uh so so uh yeah I don't think I'm going to be getting one of those Mac minis primarily because like <laughs> I, I just I just spent all this money on an iPad and I feel like, but you know,
2: that that is the lifestyle, right? You you got you got the yeah, the, the yeah. iPad for the, the moving around the house. You got the Mac uh-huh. mini for when you need to render and uh, you got the phone for when you're out on the go and you got the watch for when, you know, you can't be bothered to pull your phone out. You're living the uh. lifestyle. Oh, you know, I got, right my, I, got I got
1: the watch, I got the phone, and I'm I'm recording this on a Mac Mini. I can't like show you it right now. It's right there in the corner, right over there. So
0: wow, he's living the default life. I he, will say, he already uses it. Kote has gonna say like
1: the best thing about the Mac, cause you're talking about USB Hub, best thing about the Mac Mini, four USB ports, uh USB C ports, two USA, uh USB A ports. So it's like it's just ah. it's just beautiful. It's uh cause uh, as we all know. No USB hub actually works. So there you have it. Got all the ports. I know you need. what's up with that. Like I don't some, know. Sometimes, sometimes somebody needs to works. get on that. Sometimes that whole Thunderbolt USB group. I don't know. They they need a lot of work.
0: It's ridiculous. Like this is just like it should work. That's my <laughs> that's my opinion on computers. Uh, <laughs> Too much work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we'll
2: wait till you hear my pick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, meanwhile, there, I think we have two ancillary items that are that are that are worth uh, mentioning that are fun. One, I think uh, uh, over there, I, I don't really follow Stack Overflow very much anymore because I don't know there probably is actually a PowerPoint section I could go look into, but I'm sure you know I think, I think I, I, you know I don't have questions, and I don't want to give people answers. This is another part of the defaults lifestyle. It's just like if I don't know how to do it, I'm not going to do it.. <laughs> 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 and, and i definitely just, yeah. i definitely am not going to spend time helping other people do something because that is just extra work that that oh. i got to put in there
2: we're <laughs> we're at different ends of the spectrum i guess
0: <laughs> but eventually i mean if it's all a circle maybe we're exactly at the same yes, point yes
2: yes time is a it's a flat loop or whatever you, you
0: know we finished watching the avenger movies and uh, I haven't got I put this in Insta paper, which means I'll never read it. Uh, but I did come across an extensive write up of something that I skipped over when I was watching it, which is there is a distinctly different theory of time travel in the Avengers movies than in the whole rest of the world, which the uh, the Spider-Man in there makes fun of. But, you know, so apparently in the Avengers world, you can go back in time and meddle around with stuff in the past, and that doesn't affect your present. It just creates a whole other branching of time, which I think is uh, you know that's an important thing to pay attention to if you're worried about time travel. Uh, it just it just means you can't do the you know, go get the sports Almanac thing and uh, win things. So someone should work on that. But you know I think i think I think I think the uh, you know the Nietzsche theory of eternal reoccurrence, there's there's a lot going on in there when it comes to time travel, if anyone's interested in doing some uh, some research in there. I think if you cross those two things together, how, do, how does eternal reoccurrence relate to time travel problems? I think there's a whole field of maybe some white papers and uh, academic journals you can you can get involved in if you're looking for something to do. See, that's the kind of project. If you're living the default lifestyle, you have time to work on that. Like you don't you don't like and <laughs> so so and, so and so s- instead of
2: step, fiddling with computers, you're working on your fanfic.
0: That's right, and 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 the first step. Is not spending two weeks figuring out the proper markdown or LaTeX like templates to have as you write these things up. Oh. Instead, you just you just like open up what is, I don't even know what they call it in uh, in in Macland Pages. You just open it up and you're you'll like, "Let's go."
2: Yes, you'll get back to us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be notes from the notes from inside the cult, a weekly reoccurring.
0: So, Seriously. so speaking of the default lifestyle, there was there was a uh, there was a little overview of of uh, obviously the most default of all defaults lifestyle is uh, using Vi and or Vim, right? That's the only reason in this article people wrote about like, you know, why are you using fancy, you know, uh, why are you not using fancy IDEs when you could yes. be using these old things or vice versa? And uh, I think as I read through this article. Which you can find the link to at the show notes at softwaredefinedtalk slash two seventy one. As far as I could tell, everyone who is an advocate of using Vi or Vim, Matt Ray, what is the difference between a Vi and a Vim? I don't even uh, know. Any.
2: There's like a, a there's an older version that's more stripped down, and there's a newer version that has more bells and whistles. Vim's uh,
0: the so new. people so so vim is used by a bunch of heretics is what you're telling me. No no be... I mean vi
2: is like the old classic unix. That's
0: what I'm saying is like v, vi is like the uh, the catholic church and then vim is like post luther it sounds like.
2: <laughs> vi is like the uh, dead sea scrolls yes.
0: Oh dead sea scrolls right right code of hammurabi as yes. I, as i recall. So uh yeah it seems like the reason people used vim is because it was available. Yeah. And, and then, and then, uh, you know, whoever wrote this article, I think was, was against Emacs because I think the only quote (laughs) they had about Emacs was like, that
2: was my reaction.
0: It's very powerful, but lisp. And then, and then, uh, you know, I feel like again, let me, let me give a quick review of this article. Uh, I don't think it ever makes the point that the headline delivers on. Yes. It, it never really talks about the magic of uh, IDEs, it does make it does make a thrilling point, uh, which is again anathema. Is that how you say that to to the defaults lifestyle, which is you can download the Atom code editor and make it act exactly like Vim, which I feel awesome. like I feel like is like me storing everything in Dropbox instead of the Documents folder, and and it's just like it's just like subverting the system that you well, have there. What you
2: could do is you put a symlink and remove your documents into
0: Dropbox. oh yeah i I you know <laughs> what i I still this is another thing that I think maybe you you taught me as well, but I still have simlink set up for things There you go. Here in, especially especially when I want to cross sync between Google Drive and Dropbox, and that's just Wait, like
1: what?
0: that's yeah that sucks. that's crazy yeah.
1: But I, when Google I read Drive this article though, I did think back to like our ongoing conversation around developer experience and i so as I can like, keep thinking about it, it's like what is the base of of, of a developer like what is a, what should we assume a developer knows and i think if you kind of think it comes in as like a developer knows a programming language and a set of tools right and and if you really are kind of thinking from the perspective of like i don't want to spend a lot of time learning proprietary tools and uh, configurations, because all of that is sort of like the trivia you need to run stuff, right? Like, how can I keep that away from what I do day to day? And can I keep focused on the task? And I think that's maybe, to me, that's maybe one of the long, why uh, VI and Emacs are so long lasting is that they are, right? There's these stripped down text editors that if you get good at them, you can be extremely proficient writing code. Mm. They have only the ability to really edit code for the most part. You know, that's kind of what they specialize in. Um, and that though generally at this point, I think will always be available. Whereas, you know, just pick it out like visual C plus plus, or, you know, the development tools that come with the Mac, like they're all come with their own, like they're very large, they're very proprietary. They come and go out of phases. Um, and you know, anytime that you spend a telej, you know, you learn them and they, and then you have to forget about them or you learn some of the, the ways, um, some of the advantages they offer, but then they go away. So I do kind of think it makes sense in some ways it's like. Always knowing like a very simple text editor and how to like run your code on the command line is always like the base level thing that all developers want. Mm -hmm. And it's like if you can kind of contain your work to that, you probably will minimize the amount of time you spend learning proprietary configuration flows of other tools.
2: but, but, But VS Code kind of throws that on its head. Because it's now open source, mm-hmm. right? It's cross-platform, open source, built on open-source internals, and it's got a huge ecosystem. I mean, it does make it hard to, you know, as a uh, holdout, um, as as you know, with my Emacs brethren, it's like, yeah, I'm going to keep using Emacs, but right. I understand, like that. That's knocked the leg. How many? Listen, argue. I think
1: VS Code. Of all the things that have come along, it definitely seems like, hey, here's one that maybe has the longevity. But like, we can go back to NetBeans, Eclipse lots of these things have come out that start out like, Hey, they're open source. They're just going to start doing text editing and then something goes off the rails, right? It gets too big. It gets too large. It like loses that focus of just being really good at text editing. And then it kind of dies off. It doesn't have the passionate community. Whereas VI and Emacs, they just seem to chug on. Right. I mean, like even when we were back, you know, getting into it, like people were like, why would you use VI and Emacs? They were still old and hard to use then, but like, here we are, twenty plus years later, and they're still pretty strong. So I don't know. Twenty years from now, will um, you know the Microsoft tools? You know, Visual uh, uh, was a Visual. Uh, I just forgot the name of it. Visual Code. Uh, will it conti- will it continue to be as popular? I don't know. But it, we do have some history of like these things fading from popularity
0: over time. Yeah. That that would have been a nice a nice angle to layer into this article. I mean, if you're a, if you're at Stack Overflow, you do all these surveys every year. You could actually mm-hmm. show like some sort of indication of of how many people used various things and their their sentiment around it because i think and and it it does uh you know i i guess i more have just sort of like uh editorial notes but like it does it does end with the old everyone's favorite old chestnut from the developer world use the right tool for the job which yes. <laughs> yeah but but, but, but but i i, I think but, i think the issue you know i'm realizing as we're talking through this is like That was that was that was uh, well, maybe even back then. But like the issue is that 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 statement always annoyed me. Uh, And and I think maybe the reason it annoyed me is like, yeah, but there's 50 right tools for the job. So how do I pick one of them? Right. right? There are so many right tools and like there's no like you can't just escape. Well, I think like, the thing uh, that's not making a stand with that phrase that's
1: not wired into those statements, and also also the thing that's not wired into these larger conversation about developer experience is learning curves. Right, that is really mm. what when we talk about developer experience, we're talking about the learning curve. Right, so how much time do I have to spend learning the quote right tool right in the quote right way to accomplish the task versus just being productive and doing what I've been always doing. So you know, and and obviously some places it makes a lot of sense, but I think, you know, all the major cloud platforms, all the various ways to deploy software today, Kubernetes, a lot of these things come back to just that, that fundamental question is like, what's the learning curve for me to like learn this new thing, whether it be an IDE or a new deployment methodology, what's the advantage of it? And then how long will I be able to, you know, if you will reap the benefits of going through that learning curve before it changes again. And I think that's like, to me, that's like the conversation that isn't happening enough
0: yeah yeah no that's a good point like uh as you have to you know like I've, I've had been having to adjust my bike seat and i when i moved here i bought one of those uh big fold-out tool collection things because we didn't bring tools and there's so many tools in there i don't know how to use all those things like like if i wanted to screw a screw in or unscrew a screw like there's like in, in this toolbox there's like probably five ways i could do it and it's all, uh, I don't know. I don't even know, like, on a socket thing. Do, do y'all have memorized, like, which way you push the little lever for in versus out? Like, every single time I use it, there's three settings. And I always have to just, like, try it out and get it mixed up. And then and then if you're upside down in the wrong position, like, which way does the screw go? Like, it's very, uh, just the basics are very confusing. Whereas I would just like the easy tool. That's the right. Know.
1: That's why people just end up like using a screwdriver. It's like, ah, even if it's not the right thing. And this is kind of the, to your point. It's like, well, I have this one that's available for me. It probably doesn't do exactly what I want, but I can kind of make it work and I'll be done with the task <laughs> in the next 20 minutes. Won't be perfect, but it'll kind of work. Right. Exactly. Versus like, I, am I going to drive to the hardware store, get the Allen wrench or whatever, figure out how to use it. And so I think that, again, I think that's the same thing with all this developer experience stuff and all the various people that keep wanting developers to like learn the new thing. It's like. Well, I mean, wh- and that's it's going to take me a while to learn it. Like, what am I going to get in return?
0: See, yeah, you know, and, and then and then related to our next thing about, like, you know, how there's not that many uh, – there's not that much improvements from UX stuff. So on the socket wrench, it would seem like what you would want is, like, on that little lever, there would be some icons or some indication of, like, this side unscrews, this side screws in, right? Like, that would – just, like, a little visual that tells you, like, which, which setting is which, but it tools very – rarely seem to to have that now i used to have this power drill and it would have an arrow going towards you and and then away from you so you knew which way to put the the toggle and that was very useful uh but that would be nice to uh nice to have there now total side note i've only seen these in like heist movies but have either of y'all used one of those like long screwdriver things that you like push on and it like you know unscrews it for you you know what i mean like like, yes. I see them use these in movies. Is that, is that a real thing? Is that useful? Should I get one of those?
2: You probably don't need it. If, if you have to ask, you probably don't need it.
0: Huh. <laughs> I mean, because I, fe- I feel like for a lot of screws that I would have to deal with, as long as I've got, like, about a yard of space for moving around. Yes. Like, yes. it would be better to just, like, push that thing in to unscrew right. it or, uh, or screw it in than, like, I, I, doing the, this cranking. I don't,
2: I don't think you probably need that in your life.
0: Mm. okay okay that's not part of my default lifestyle <laughs> no
2: just you're probably going to be fine with an electric screwdriver and uh you're done oh
0: yeah okay well i'm going to save up a rant about uh adjustable bike seats for another time <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: but oh, there yeah. there is a uh, you know i'm not a numbers person but uh you should you should uh, if you're in the software world you should check out this other thing we'll put a link to in our show notes uh from the the uh, the, the nielsen group do y'all remember that guy Every time I come across a Nielsen guy, I'm like, "Oh, that guy! I loved that guy, with his little uh, little pageboy haircut and UX design discussion from the battle days of the web." But uh, I don't really understand all the numbers they have in it, uh, which is just a problem that I have, I guess. Um, what's What's the? Uh, do they call it numbers on the Mac? They don't call it Excel, right? Yeah. Well, they yeah. really they really went for uh, a simple numbers and there. keynote. Yeah. Yeah, the Keynote one, that kind of messed up. That doesn't really – because here's the thing. I think most people who are using Keynote shouldn't be making a Keynote. They should just be making some slides is probably (laughs) what they should be doing. That's what they should have called it, slides.
2: But but you know what? You know what? In the last four years, the only times I've used Keynote was for Keynotes. All the other times, I was reusing other people's PowerPoint slide decks.
0: OK, maybe you're on to something because like the people that I know who use Keynote, they give very keynote yeah. lowercase Keynote types of presentations, which they're the ones who have like the 300 slide deck that has one word on each slide. And yeah. they're like, software is a <laughs> X period. Please stop. And, and, then, and, then they'll, and then there'll be like a screenshot of a tweet. And you're like, yes. got it, ready got to it. spend $3 million on software. Uh, so uh, yeah, but it, it, they, they they show that basically the gains we have from UX improvements are uh, decreasing. And and it is it is kind of a, there's actually, it looks like it's a bit of a, a legion to some more extensive reports. So you might want to call it the Nielsen Group to uh, help you with your UX. Um, there's a link at the bottom, which I did not click on, but perhaps I will. But it, I, it's it's one of these things where it's like, Improvements are not being made, but and at the end they're like, Don't get us wrong, you should still try to improve, which uh I feel like I feel <laughs> don't, like don't give up the fight, but we're losing. Yeah. <laughs> now now I know I'm harping on this, but I feel like that is anti-default's lifestyle as well. If improvements cannot be achieved, you should stop trying and, yeah. and just kind of go go with uh go with go with that workday interface. Gee, but that's that's
2: why every time there's a new like Mac OS iOS release the people up in arms are the defaults people. They're like, they ch- moved it. The button was exactly. over here. They it used to be called My Documents. Now it's called Documents. What am I gonna do? And you know, the rest of us who are like, you know, yeah, yeah, used to stuff always being broken. Yeah, you know, I think you're. I think
0: you're right, Matt Ray. We need we need some rules of thumbs around effort put into incremental improvements versus effort put into. What's not the opposite of an incremental improvement? Well, what's like a big, gigantic improvement? Like, there must be some phrase for that. Uh, uh, don't, don't they say orders of magnitude? That's right. Yeah. That Disruptive. That's... Step change.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to have to put some thought into that because it might be that, that Brandon should stop using the documents folder if there is something <laughs> that is an order of magnitude more high. All
1: right. I'm in for it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I always <laughs> yeah. offer that.
2: Just SIM link it into Dropbox. You're done.
0: Oh, That's all you I gotta know. do. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. That feels like a sugar substitute that tastes like you know nickels that have been you know in <laughs> someone's pocket. Like stevia. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, there's a couple of conferences coming up. Uh, we got we got KubeCon and Cloud Native Con November 17th to uh, 20th. There. Yeah. Are you going to be presenting, Matt Ray?
2: No, I I, I don't Attending. know. Attending? I I'm I'm I signed up. I don't know if I'm on booth duty or what the time zones are all wrong. I'm just like, they're like, Hey, we got tickets. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: I've been, uh, I've, I've been thinking a lot recently that I don't do uh conference stuff uh, like I used to. And, uh, but you know, I do these like week daily videos. So I think I'm doing enough work. I'm probably fine. I don't know. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about, conference I have stuff.
2: tickets. I don't I, ha- I haven't looked through the agenda to figure out what I'm going to watch, if it'll be in my time zones, or if I
0: just end up reading some you know blog post afterwards or whatever. Here, here's, here's what I want you to do, Matt Ray. You can choose uh, not to do this as well. Uh, but I think you should try to, you know, you, you don't want to be odor of magnitude disruption person, but you don't want to be incremental person. Just be sort of like take the same attitude of a conference you would like to go to in normal three-dimensional life and attend that conference and give us a trip report and not a trip report about the content. Cause I'm sure it's all great, but just sort of like, here is like, I am trying to be a conference attendee in the COVID days. And like, here is uh here's but, what but works, I can't what
2: work. Right. I mean, that, that's the problem is like, I'm going to show up, you know, the keynotes are going to be at 1am for me. So like, clearly oh, yeah. not doing those. Right. So it, the time zone is just off. So I can't, my, my, okay, my experience okay. is going to be like I dropped in on a few booths, I missed 90% of the talks, and uh, I guess I signed up for this thing.
0: You know? Well, maybe this is an assignment for me or Brandon. I know Brandon yes. attends all sorts of uh, keynotes and presentations, so he probably has. Well, I has did some.
1: did a uh, pass here. I'm going to try to at least hit a couple of the keynotes. We'll see. I'll report yeah, back on that success. You can,
0: you
2: success. can, like, uh, you can uh, live stream. You know, live live tweeted it, live or, slack Slack you know,
1: I, I yes, li, I will live be slacking. I will be live slacking it. So please join the software defined talk Slack where I will we'll be, be watching
0: recordings.
1: That's right, where we'll be making jokes about the presentations. And 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 then, and then
0: also also uh, November seventeenth, the uh, OpenShift Commons gathering uh, will be occurring as well. Anyways, if you want to find links to those, if you go to softwaredefinedtalk dot com slash two seventy one. Uh, You can find those. And as I mentioned, you know, every weekday around 11 a.m. Amsterdam time or sometimes 11.30 or today, sometimes 11.50, uh, I do a little live broadcast anywhere from like uh, 15 minutes to uh, 60 minutes about something I figured out as I'm biking home from dropping my kids off at school. But you should check that out uh, if you go to uh, there's all sorts of ways you can get to it. But really what you should do is go to Kote.io slash Tanzu Talk. That's T-A-N-Z-U, and then talk. And uh, you can find stuff there. Now, I actually registered tanzutalk.com. Would you believe it that .com was available? And I think I'll uh, start using that. But uh, you should check those out. I post all the recordings to YouTube. So if you're Matt Ray, you don't have to watch it live. You can go back and uh, you can, you can uh, like and subscribe. There you and go. Uh, figure that stuff out. So do we have any bureaucracy to go over, Brandon?
1: Yeah, just a couple uh, uh, things I wanted to point out. One, I want to thank uh, uh He sent in. I sent him some stickers. He's in the state of Washington. Uh, Roshan, I think, I believe his name, sent some stickers to Nepal. So had to help me a little bit with addressing to Nepal. So hopefully in a few weeks. Nepal. Awesome. So uh, software-defined talk stickers will make it well, what, its a way What's that, our
2: country count? How many countries have we, we
1: sent You know what? To? That would have been good if we had been keeping up the analytics. We'll just <laughs> We'll have to leave it to the listeners. To We're going to assume all of them. Yeah, the, yeah, a lot, a lot. That's where it's at. Yeah, um,
2: Nepal was the last one.
1: That's right. And then I uh, I mentioned this earlier, but uh, Joshua Hoover, uh, Hoover, he told us about uh, Apple Music, but he also said that he's been using Podcast Republic. He says that it supports a lot of the features uh, in podcasts that we, we take advantage of. So he says it's better than uh, Pocket Cast. So I don't know. It's Android Life. That's the Matt Ray world. So I'm passing that on. And then congratulations to all. Of the uh, software defined talk, uh, people that have joined slack, the mega thread has now uh, crossed the two thousand uh, threshold, so it 's at uh, two thousand thirty two i, I don 't know even know how to describe it it 's uh, devolved into a a thread about, about life, I guess, culture, life uh, tips. So uh, it, it just c- continues to live on. So, congratulations to everyone who's participated in that. And I look forward to uh, making a notation of it at 3,000. We're on a pretty good clip, but I think Digital Ocean is probably still beating us at at least 5,000 plus. So, uh, if you would like a sticker, though, I do want to let you know this is what you got to do email your postal address to stickers at talk.com. and I will send you a free laptop sticker anywhere in
0: the world. I want to go to Nepal one day. Maybe that guy can help me out find find a uh, they have a Marriott there. That would be nice. <laughs> I mean, you know, like it's it's nice to have somewhere to uh, to stay at night. Or maybe one of those picturesque. I guess this wouldn't be in Nepal. That's more of a anyways. Anyways, uh, so uh, that's 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 uh, that's great. Sorry, I'm picking myself back up from a non sequitur there. So this week, Matt Ray, what do you have to recommend?
2: Well, so uh, I, I stumbled across a, uh, a YouTube channel called DIY Perks. And uh, I, I first found this when I was trying to find some cooling for a GPU that uh, was too loud and noisy. But uh, this, the, the, the link I'm putting in is things you can make from old dead laptops. I, I had forgotten that I had an old dead laptop. And uh, I, I took it apart and uh, repurposed the hard drive the wireless card and uh, uh, pull the antenna out of the screen and maybe the USB camera. And uh, hopefully at some point I'll be able to recover the monitor. So um, yeah, not exactly the uh, default lifestyle, but uh, the the videos are full. He's got a whole lot of really cool hacks about, you know, building your own hardware from old stuff or broken stuff, which is kind of
0: my wheelhouse. Well, you know, I think, I think, to our discussion earlier, all of the time you need to spend on stuff like that is enabled by the defaults lifestyle, right? Like you can go to your workshop, you can hobby around with your old broken stuff and cobble it together so that you can <laughs> like, you know, host files or render videos. <laughs> and uh, it's just because, you know, you you've spent time not worrying about your, your hard versus your sim links. Uh, for your uh, complicated schemes
2: but i'm doing that too
0: <laughs> well this is what i'm saying just think of how many more trashed out computers you could resurrect into uh clusters or whatever if, but, if but that's,
2: just... that's 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 voiding the warranties you know voiding the warranty is outside
0: your default lifestyle oh this is oh, this is a good point now now if there is no longer a warranty can it be voided
2: right i don't know i mean i you know i I upgraded all the SSDs and all my old Mac laptops. You know they still work; mm-hmm. they're great. Mm-hmm. They're they're no M1, but you know.
0: How about yourself, Brandon? What do you have to recommend? Just uh, pretty simple this week.
1: I, I think it's not new, but uh, I've finished off The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. It's Just really interesting. It's just a, a short series. It's uh, pretty simple. It's a uh, about a uh, a young woman's or a coming of age story who's a uh, you know a chess prodigy and sort of like her life and her experiences and just really well done. Great, you know, really captivating start to finish. So I think it's six episodes, just a nice uh, piece of escapism. Um, just, I think it's well acted and uh, a a fun plot. So check that out. If you're looking for
0: something to watch. Well, my recommendation this week is something that I, uh, used today, but didn't need to. So here in Amsterdam, I don't know, you know, if, if, if you're not familiar with this, it rains a lot. Uh, like quite a bit. And I think my reasoning, I don't know if this is uh, meteorologically and geographically correct, but if you know the, the history of the Netherlands, they basically just like kind of like filled in uh, the, uh, what do they call that? The, the, the North Sea Channel a little bit uh, to kind of create much of their country. So you have to think about chances are, if you're in like part of the Netherlands, you're basically where there used to be really cold, windy ocean. Uh, except there's a bunch of sand underneath your feet, so it rains a lot. So, you know, uh, I wasn't familiar with this concept in Texas, but you can actually buy clothing that prevents moisture from reaching your 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 clothes <laughs> and your skin. And so, a while back, you know, I bought you know a good rain jacket. But it turns out that like when when you're uh, when you're biking and it's raining, oftentimes rain moves along the x-axis. In countries where rain occurs this does not happen in texas uh so your pants will get soaking wet and that's miserable so i bought these things from patagonia called the they have it for women as well but the men's torrent shell uh pants and they're like perfect they they like you can pull them apart at the bottom so you can because when it's raining you're going to want to wear your waterproof hiking rip them off yeah no they're not that good they're not they're not but you you know yeah you, you can you can they've got a zipper, not even a ripper, but a zipper on the bottom so you can kind of fit it over your boots and kind of seal it shut, and they even have some pockets and I don't know they're 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 way too expensive uh for you know what they do, but it is Patagonia, so what are you going to do but they're they're nice now I only have one complaint they have they have zippers everywhere they have those venting zippers, which are nice uh-huh. uh if you get too hot, but you want to stay waterproof but they have they have pockets. There's no back pockets, which is troubling, but they have pockets. But I really think the pockets on the front should have an optional zipper so that you can unzip it and go from the pocket in your rain pants to the pocket in your regular pants underneath, which they do not have. Uh, so maybe I should go to the tailor and have them install that. But other than that, key feature, they're great pants and they'll, that, uh, they'll keep you dry.
2: See, see, you just went against the
0: default lifestyle. I know. <laughs> well. In, the default in,
2: lifestyle, in a nutshell, is you take what you get and you don't throw a fit.
0: <laughs> I, I I hear you, Matt Ray. And in my defense, I have not done this. It is merely an idea that I yes. have written up in a note in in Apple Notes called called Good Ideas. I think that I've I've used my. Have you all used that scribble thing with the pencil on an iPad? That's pretty amazing. Maybe I'll I'll recommend that <laughs> next time. Anyways. As always, this has been Software Defined uh, Talk. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 271. As that number would indicate, we have many more episodes you could check out as well. And if you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com, you can join that Slack channel and you can get us up to 3,000 uh, comments in that thread or talk about things more interesting than whatever they're talking about there. I don't know. I haven't actually looked at that thread maybe ever. Uh, So I'm not sure what's going on in there. I'm sure it's fascinating. Maybe they're talking about Vim or something. Uh, (laughs) But you should keep that up nonetheless. Anyhow, we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye.